Hi, friends. Welcome to the Taboo Tango. We're the weirdest welcome with your hosts, Taylor and Ronnie. And today we're going to be talking about the laws of the universe. So what are these laws, you ask? Well, these laws have always been in existence and they weren't invented. Rather, they were discovered through Mm -hmm. observations and experiences of ancient cultures. So we're just here to kind of expose you to them is that the right word enlighten you on these things because i found that just by knowing these things my life has gotten a lot easier it's almost like cheat codes on how to manipulate your own reality then you pick which one kind of um is appropriate for what you're going through i guess so most people these laws of the universe they go just over their head because they're just not in tune or not present enough with themselves to realize what's really going on but once you start to tune in and be more present you may find that these things stick out to you and these things may resonate a little bit more and then things start to click and then when things start to click then you're like wow makes it makes sense Sense. There's a method to the madness, There's and then you can start working with the universe, exactly. right? Because you are the co-creator of your own reality. Absolutely. You have that power to, if you don't like where you are, you can change your surroundings and truly manifest your dream life. So our quote of the day is from good old Albert Einstein, and he said, The basic laws of the universe are simple, but because our senses are limited, we can't grasp them. There is a pattern in creation. Well, we're taught from, I guess, as soon as we are considered impressionable at five years old. I'm telling you, whenever I met you at 25, that's when I broke out of the simulation. You were 25? When I met you, yeah. Okay. Keep going. Yeah. We met in 2020, didn't we? 21. We met in 2021. I moved here in 21. So I was 26. But... um. Thanks, Taylor. I don't even know what I was saying now. Um, um, you were saying our brains are very impressionable. But let me just so, say from birth to five years old, that's when you're the most impressionable. Your brain is firing off so many new neural pathways. That's when you learn the most. Okay, anyways. Mm-hmm. So I think that whenever he said the basic laws of the universe are simple, but because our senses are limited, I think that is because we just – when you say senses, you immediately think like you're – processing senses so your smell your sight your hearing your taste your touch but i think that there's also a sense of spirituality and a sense of wonder so when i think that he says the basic laws of the universe are simple they are simple but we're never taught the laws of the universe we're never taught about spirituality we're never taught about the patterns the synchronicities the way life really truly Mm -hmm. works we're taught to stay inside a box to stay inside a bubble and to listen to our government because they don't want you to know these things. Because if you know these things, then you realize that they really have no control of you because you are the master of your own reality. And you can co-create with the creator and truly create the life of your dreams. You don't have to work that nine to five if you mm-hmm. don't want to. You don't have to go to college to have a successful career. You don't have to have kids and stay home and take care of the house. You know, you can do what you want to do and like do whatever makes fulfills your life and that be that on that we're taught to understand things in a very complicated way yeah because if it's too complicated then you'll just take whatever answer that they provided for you and they just hope that you accept that and don't question it and then if they can keep you in a state of fear then that means that they're you're going to look up to them if something were to go awry yeah they want you to need them 
Exactly. Mm -hmm. When in fact, you don't need them. I mean, we have to make the best of what we're living in this simulation. We have to work or we have to find some way to gain currency, you know? I'm not saying you need to go work a nine-to-five job or go be this or go be that, but we do, unfortunately, have to have some type of currency to live. You have to make best of what we're living in right now, Mm -hmm. but, I mean, we were supposed to be meant to swim in natural pools and pick some fruit off a tree, but no, let's add a class system and fuck shit up just a little bit. Yeah, society is something. So what I think he means by this is that the universe is really simple, but humans like to complicate shit, and so... Our senses only, I mean, we've been taught that there's only five senses, but I think, like you were saying earlier, there's mm-hmm. more senses out there. And I think that kind of goes into the clairs, whether that's like clear audience. I mean, you can hear things, which I but can. you're more susceptible to pick up on uh, frequencies. Frequencies. Hear the frequencies. Yes, or clear sentient, um, clairvoyant. Anyways, we'll go into that a whole other day. But I do think that there is patterns in creation. I enjoy like decoding and like picking up on patterns because once you see the patterns and you see how like how to manipulate energy and kind of work with it instead of against it. We are here to talk about the patterns that ancient civilizations they picked up on and they were very aware of them and it was just intrinsic knowledge, right? They just got this information from source because they were so much more connected to the spiritual side. Exactly. And with nature. A doubt. Without a doubt. Mm -hmm. I believe that these ancient indigenous cultures were a little bit more in tune with their spirituality. So it was easier for them to pick up on the spiritual realm. And it's been passed down through their ancestors, through their elders, through their shaman, through their medicine Mm -hmm. men. So they didn't know this kind of i mean if i mean like have you seen that viral thing like what would put a victorian child in a coma (laughs) Mm -hmm. i mean anything in this waking our waking life would put them in a coma but if we were to be transported back then yeah we wouldn't even know what the hell's going on because they were so in touch with their spiritual side and we're not at all they were so more much more advanced than we were as in spiritually absolutely yeah i mean how do you think they made the pyramids? If you want to tell me that a simple dimple human made that, then I'm sorry. You're lying to yourself because there's just simply no way. Well, there's this like that literally stumps the smartest people on our planet to this day. They can't figure it out. Magic. Magic. Aliens. All of the above spirituality was the norm there. Exactly. That was normal. If you weren't in touch with your spiritual side, you were shunned probably. Like, they just were like, the math ain't mathin'. What the fuck? Like, that's what we know. That's what it is. But then for us, now spirituality is not the norm. We're crazy. We're woohoo. We're witches. We practice magic. Everything, like... Exactly. Even though, like, way back when, just working with the elements was so normal. Mm -hmm. And they saw... Or experience probably synchronicities. Synchronicities. How it's all connected. It's all one big picture. They connect the dots through past generations, ancestors, their elders. Spirituality was a thing back then. Exactly. That was, was what kept the people going. Gets the people going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So they realized that there were these certain laws that just kind of remain true. And we're not here to push these beliefs on you or anything whether you believe them or not they're there they're there so you can choose to work with them and kind of make your life a little easier 
or know when to tap into each law. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily use it, but um, yeah. bend it and Be mold it, it. Bend and mold ourselves to make us more um, susceptible to it. Or just know how to adapt and yeah, be flexible with the world sure. around us. It, think of them as cheat codes, right? Mm-hmm. Because the more you know and the more you're aware of it, the more you're likely to like succeed. Mm-hmm. And so basically, if you think of this world as a simulation, <laughs> which it, it kind of is, these things are just the foundation of how our universe our universe lack of a better word works. Yeah. How it keeps it turning, how it keeps it moving. Because I never knew what you meant by you're fighting against the universe. I'm like, what are you talking about? My life sucks right now. I just want to be sad. And you're like, girl, you can be sad. Absolutely. Be sad, but I would stay in it. And I would just be sad. And I'd be like, everything bad happens to me. Nothing good happens to me. Wah, wah, wah. Right. So you got to learn to be flexible. Mm -hmm. You may find that some of these laws kind of overlap because they're very intertwined. You can't really have one without the other. So we're just kind of going to tell you some of the ones that we learned about. Most people will say that there's 12, but I would say that there's probably 13, and we'll go into that later on. This is just going to be part one of the laws of the universe, and part two will be for next week, but we just wanted to kind of separate it so we can go a little bit more in depth about them and not feel as rushed to kind of get through everything today. But yeah, so if you want to find out a little bit about the laws of the universe and how it operates and how maybe to work with it for your own benefit, then stick around. Yeah, what she said. So our first law that we are going to speak about today is the law of divine oneness. So what this means is that everything on a very molecular level is one and the same. So if you think about it from the Big Bang Theory, we all started as one, and then it exploded in all different directions. directions. There was light and love and just beauty. Right. So everything on a cellular or energetic level, basically, is the same. The creator wanted to experience itself through us, right? So there needed to be that separation. So we needed to come down into the 3D physical plane in order to experience life. But when you look at it from a more like 5D perspective, you realize that everything is what? So I am you, you are me, and we are we. That's why a lot of times when we talk, me and you, we're always like, we love that. We did this. We don't like that. We we always talk in the plural, plural form, I yeah. get plural firm. <laughs> the plural form. We always talk in the plural form because it's like I, know. I even will ask you a question, like, say you went on a date. I was like, Well, did we like him? We did. And then we, you know, and you know, I pick, started doing that when I started hanging out with you. And I was like, yo, this bitch makes sense. <laughs> this curly's got stuff that she's talking about. Okay. It's ironic though, because I'm as a speech therapist, I teach pronouns for a living and I get Okay, them- well, they just don't know yet. They don't know. They that's don't okay. know yet. That's okay. We got to break know. it down. The girlies that get it, get it. And the girlies that don't, don't, don't. And that's okay. So with this law, we can see that we need to treat everyone with kindness, right? Whether that's a person, um, because animals. Because that is how we're or... treating ourselves. Exactly. You are a tree, basically. That's where the whole tree hugger term came from because people are like, you cannot cut down us. 
you cannot cut down life. You cannot do that because then at the end of the day, when the last tree is cut down, what are we going to do? And also, I mean, back to the tree hugger situation trees have so much Girl, life force energy they're the all interconnected and i Once can't you start hugging trees you realize that they were on to something there it because it's so a good. way to like rebalance your energy right like they absorb that energy the negative energy from us exactly so if you're like feeling like your life's like very chaotic at the moment or you're feeling a lot of negative emotions go place your hands on a tree or sit at the base of the tree with your legs crisscross and your arms facing up receiving that energy receiving that energy and you will feel way more balanced after a few minutes than when you did when you first got there Mm -hmm. yeah when we started doing our little walks like we're gonna do that again starting on sunday we got out of it but we gotta start doing that we gotta really prioritize moving our bodies because we can do hard things anthill valley anthill valley y'all don't know what that is but we'll tell you about that story at one point but i think that for this law the law of divine oneness I think that that is whenever we were talking about that person is a mirror to you. I think that really translates into this one Mm -hmm. because for you to like when you were saying how we treat a tree or we treat an animal or we treat this, it's just even how we treat other human beings. It's a mirror. Mm -hmm. How do I become this the highest version of myself so that I can input that onto another person as well? Exactly. Mm But we're one. We are one. And we're going to move into our next one. Okay. So our next law is the law of correspondence, which basically means that patterns repeat themselves throughout the universe, right? So all things correspond to one another. So let's take your nervous system, right? Your nerves shoot out from your spinal cord, right? And they look kind of like roots. So that kind of mimics a tree with its roots, right? And that's just one example of this law on the physical plane, but the phrase as above, so below, or as within, so without. Mm, okay. I've never, I've heard the as above. That's like one of my so favorite below, quotes. But I, I, I feel like I've, I've probably heard the as within, so without, but that makes mm-hmm. sense. So it's what, how I'm taking it is what you're absorbing is what you're going to be expelling outward. So if we're absorbing negativity, we're absorbing poor developmentally, developmental thoughts. If we're absorbing all of this shit that's going to make us feel like shit, then we're going to be a shitty person. Okay. In a sense or not really? I wouldn't say the word. I mean, yeah, you're right. You're right. But absorb, I would say more so like what you're feeling internally is okay. going to manifest outwardly. Oh, right? so it's more of an individual kind of. This is kind of back to what we were saying. Like everything's kind of intertwined. But what you feel is what you're going to see. So if you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. Right? Ooh, I like that. That's already a quote, but I, I really still like it. Uh, right? Because Thanks like Thanks for whoever said that. that <laughs> so we can use this to our advantage in the sense that we can reprogram our subconscious patterns, right? We can choose to tell ourselves positive affirmations. The way that you think equates to the way that you act. If you want to see a change in your reality, then you first need to start with your mind. So that comes with reprogramming your thought patterns. So if you're always like, 
I'm dumb. Bad things always happen to me. Then don't be surprised when bad things start happening to you, right? Because you're telling yourself that you deserve those things. Your subconscious mind does not know whether the things you are telling it is a lie or not. You may think that you like, yeah, obviously I'm not dumb, but your your brain does not know that. We've kind of talked about this before. Like, oh, you help. Oh, 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 we like, have re- definitely <laughs> talked about it. We have definitely talked about it. And I was a very big um, negative Nancy. I was a very much pessimist. I was very like, God. I mean, I would put things into my mind where it was like, my car's about to break down. My car's about to break down. I'm going to get hit by it. I'm going to get rear-ended. I know I am. I swear to God, a month later, my car broke down. Remember, died at the intersection. Mm-hmm. And I told you about it. And you were like, well, that's on you, Ronnie. Why have you been saying that? I'm like, well, damn, Taylor. I don't know what. I don't know how cars be carring. I don't know. <laughs> You're like, girl, you did that. You put that out there. And I was like, damn. Yeah. She's fucking right. Shit. <laughs> Shit. And then I never say any. I think it. And then I'm like, I'm safe. My car's going to last me. My car's yep. going to last me. My car is going to last me, yep. you know? That's something that's definitely helped me. Like, obviously, we all have negative thought patterns from time to time. But the trick is to follow it up with a positive yes. thought right after. I like Do to three say times. three times. Three times is the key. Nine times is even better. But you, you remember what I used to say? Mm. I'm, the, I'm the unluckiest person in the world. I used to tell you that daily and you'd be like, Ronnie, you like pulled me aside. You were like, listen, I love you. But if you keep saying you're unlucky, you're going to be unlucky. Mm -hmm. And I was like, shit, because every time you tell me something, I'm like, damn, that has some fucking truth to it. Shit. All right. She's right. So she's like, you can say that. Think it. We're human. We're going to think on, you know, we're going to act on our first initial thought. We're going to think it no matter what. After you're done saying it, you say, I'm the luckiest girl in the world. Mm-hmm. I'm the luckiest girl in the world. I am so motherfucking lucky. Motherfucking lucky. lucky. So you're going to be lucky. It's okay. Exactly. Just rewrite it. Mm-hmm. Follow, it. Follow that script up. Yeah. Also, I think there's something to be said about there's this whole thing in your brain. It's called the reticular activation system. And this filters out things that aren't really – important to you it's going to keep the things that are more important to you at the forefront of your brain right that's why if you're like i want this type of car you'll start seeing that car everywhere is that kind of layered with like your penal gland is that what that is your your penal gland is like the seat to your soul type thing that's like your third eye your mind's eye okay so then maybe we were just talking about it in the same yeah no it's located it's located near your brain stem so this is important because the more you say things, the more your brain's going to realize that this is important to you, so it's going to believe it. Repetition is key. Say it even if you don't believe it. The more times you say it, and it's just going to manifest outwardly in your reality. Okay. And that's that on that. Okay. So the next law that we're going to talk about is everyone's favorite or maybe the one that they're the most familiar with, and that is the law of attraction. I have heard of this one. Okay, so what basically what that boils down to is like attracts like. What do you think the law of attraction is? I guess my first initial thing would be since there has to be a balance, right? If I want to attract something, I have to lack it. No. (gasps) Lack it? Embarrassing. (laughs) So why don't you tell me what it really is then? You set me up on that one. <laughs> Sorry. It's uh-huh. fine. 
why we don't want to come from a place oh, of, kind of want. Desperate. Exactly. Desperation. Exactly. And we don't want to put that energy out into the world because that's just going to attract more blackness, right? So basically you create your own reality. So instead of focusing on things you don't want to happen, we need to shift our focus to things that we do want to happen into our life. So if you want positive things to come to you, you need to be a more positive person, right? Because that's just your – That's what's going to attract because positivity will attract positivity. Negativity will attract negativity. Exactly. Period. You have your own gravitational field. So if we're not vibing at a high frequency, then we can expect some lower vibrational people to be surrounding us. We can expect bad things to happen to us, whether that be like loss of job, loss of income. I I don't know. I think that um, what we watch has a lot to do with it. So you know that I used to have some questionable comfort shows. I can see Kevin. But American Horror Story in itself. Um, Let's not even talk about that that because now that I know that I – now that I've seen what I needed to see, (laughs) I'm done. I'm really – it makes me kind of sad because – I you know I was a I was an emo baby so like there is a sense of um all emo babies I get you internally you were listen I did my damn thing with that hair girl you don't even know I didn't give a fuck what people thought I did I did you lived that out for the blonde in the bangs black underneath red chunks I thought I was literally the coolest person alive anyways I had so where I was going is I had my my weird comfort shows right um now i it really still does break my heart with american horror story because i really loved the, i loved them i thought that they were cool i thought he pushed the envelope come to find out he's just doing the same exact thing trying to do the subliminal downloads in a different way you know mm-hmm. so what you see you down you're downloading subconsciously mm-hmm. and really? i haven't watched you know how it used to be with my shows mm-hmm. i haven't watched tv girl i don't even know when Mm -hmm. i feel like i'm so so much busier trying to be present Mm -hmm. than trying to disassociate my point was is like what i was absorbing Mm -hmm. and what was manifesting outwardly exactly because that's what i'm watching that's what i think is cool that's what i think is relatable Mm -hmm. and don't need to relate to those kinds of things Mm -hmm. so i started taking the law of attraction seriously about three to four years ago when my spiritual awakening started happening and so I really got serious about, like, journaling the things that I wanted. Journaling's hard for me. <laughs> I will admit it. That's okay. But you try, I which do. is good. I do. I do. I try. So what I started doing is I kind of got a grasp on what I really wanted out of life. And then the key to manifesting the law of attraction is being able to visualize that. Because if you can visualize it and then attach an emotion with it, like, the motion you would feel when you got that certain job or like was around that certain friend group and you can connect those two, that's the most powerful because emotions are more powerful than words and words are more powerful than thoughts. So if you can say those things, visualize those things and then add an emotion with it, then it's like, oh, it's like the the perfect, the trifecta. It's combining all of those things and it's more likely to come to you and manifest outwardly in your reality sooner as opposed to just like thinking something it's literally magic alchemy magic. at its finest exactly. also i feel like you have to have a certain level of detachment from your manifestations in order for it to come to you because if you're holding on so tightly to it you're not leaving the space for the universe to 
present an opportunity for you for it to show up, right? I mean, like if you hold anything in your hand and you hold it way too tight, what's it going to do? It's going to crumble and it's going to break. That you have to keep your palms open in order to receive. Exactly. Exactly. That was good. Thanks. Okay. So our next law kind of goes hand in hand with law of attraction. And most people don't consider the law of assumption to fall within the 12 laws of the universe. That's why I'm saying we have 13. But basically the law of assumption is just instilling new beliefs in your subconscious mind in order to change the outcome of your life. So we have to act as if what we want already exists. We already have it. Exactly. Because we're not lacking anything. No, it's already ours in a different reality. We're simply just shifting our reality in order to – I swear when you speak, I literally download so much shit because now it's just about changing your perspective, changing your mindset because now I'm thinking to myself, is that a limiting belief, Ronnie? Mm -hmm. Is that something that we need to tell ourselves? No. That's – I'm so proud of you for even being aware of those limiting beliefs because that's where the self-work comes in. Right. It's humbling and people don't want to be humbled, especially by themselves and others. I mean – But these beliefs were instilled upon – you when you were right. growing up our right so to don't learn them was taken away from us but it's our duty to unlearn them unlearn the limiting beliefs oh right i was talking about um like the laws all of these laws okay. with the, the right for us to learn them was taken away oh. no one knows what this shit is with this law people may consider you to be like a delusional optimist but honestly who cares that's how i feel like i manifested this life for myself especially like the podcast, like I simply just acted like it already existed and therefore then it just became my reality. I attracted things to me, like like-minded people, the job of my dreams. Uh-oh. Like I already okay. knew it was coming to me. I wasn't worried about it. If you're worried about it, that's coming from a lack mindset and that's showing that it's not yours, right? Okay. Instead of just assuming that what you want is already on its way to you. It's simply just a matter of time before it gets it there. It's right there. Exactly. <laughs> So our sixth and final law that we're going to talk about today, we will save the rest for part two. This is going to be the law of inspired action. So with the law of manifestation and assumption, we like it's great to believe that these things are coming to us, but we also have to do the work. We can't expect right. things to just show up for us if we're not going to take the actionable steps You're in order right. to make that a reality. I used to be the epitome of that meme of the girl on the bicycle that shoves the stick in it. Have you ever seen that meme? Mm-hmm. Why did I fall? <laughs> That's so rude. It's like, bitch, you put that stick in your wheel. Yeah. How do you expect your shit to turn? And be better and move from one spot to the next if you're literally hindering yourself from doing so. Exactly. We can't just stand around expecting the universe to always just be like, here you go. This is your manifestation. It can happen. I'm not saying it can, but more often than not, you need to put in that work in order to see your dreams come to fruition, right? Um, We need to create that space for internal guidance to kind of step in. And I genuinely feel like starting this podcast was me acting on inspired what (laughs) fucking clicker you're literally laughing that clicker is sending me bitch it's hilarious i love it continue it's just so great it makes me laugh i don't even know what i'm saying I'm sorry. I feel like you have to act on the urges that you feel within your body. Like if you feel this random urge to go to like 
I don't know, go to a party that day or go to the park when you never feel like going to the park. Maybe you're meant to go to the park and maybe you're supposed to run into somebody. You know what I mean? You need to act on those urges. Exactly. And if you aren't able to identify your intuition in, within your body, a simple exercise that you can do is just sit with your body, sit crisscross applesauce, put your palms up. <laughs> when your palms are up, you're coming from a um, receiving place. And I feel like if you're unable to recognize your intuition in your body, which is okay, not everybody knows what it feels like to them. Mine's in my stomach. Yeah, and your gut. Is it actually your gut? Yeah. Well, then the math is mathing. (laughs) (laughs) And I feel like women have – they're a little more in tune with their intuition just because it's a more feminine tree. However, all individuals have that within inside them. And if you're unsure about what your intuition feels like to you within your body, then a good exercise that you can do is kind of – if you hear my cat, I apologize that she just won't stop right now. So we're going to roll with it. Sit crisscross applesauce with your palms up in the receiving position and just ask yourself a simple question that you obviously know the answer to. Like, is my name Taylor? A simple yes or no question. And feel, sit with that and feel what that feels like within your body. See, my, the way it feels like for me, it's more of an expansive Oh, mine's feeling. It makes me do that. Well, then that's your body saying. Well, to me, I would take that as your body saying no. Like if it's going in. Well, it did that when you said, is my name Taylor? So that makes oh, sense. Okay. And that makes sense. That works then. Okay. So just, I mean, it may feel, it may feel differently <laughs> to everybody. Yeah. Um, Cause your intuition, it, intuition is going to present itself differently to different people. So just kind of understanding what your body feels like and your intuition system your guidance system. So when something comes up, you're more likely to act on it in the moment and go with it. So just kind of surrendering to the flow and kind of going with the universe. Because all of these are technically exercises in a sense, you know, like you have to actively work at them and exercise what you want and what you need to receive. Exactly. Right? So there's a way to... I don't want to use the word manipulate, but I can't think of a better word right now. We are simply working with the system. We're flexible. These are cheat codes. Work with it, not against it. Mm-hmm. So actions are just energy and motion. So just surrendering to the flow and trust that the universe will guide you to where you're meant to be. You That's know? on what? Shit. <laughs> I, bruh, so sometimes shit. you say shit and I'm just like, damn, right fucking book bro go off maybe i will maybe you will you have probably i i have come to find out that automatic writing is a gift of mine what's that what do you mean that's how the people wrote the bible they just start right like once you start writing the universe kind of takes over and whatever's meant to flow out of you is going to flow out of you and so it's just like another way of like Hmm. channeling basically right right So that is going to wrap up our episode today on the laws of the universe. We will have a part two next week, so stay tuned for that. If you felt like any of this resonated with you, again, please listen. Please rate us. Please leave a review. And you have anything you'd like to add or ask us or something that you want us to talk about or something that we should delve into a little bit more, um, just shoot us an email at welcome at thetaputango.com. We'll be sure to get back. 
And like she said, please remember to rate and review us because the more people that rate it and review it, the more likely other people will find it. And that's all we got, folks. We'll see you next time on the Taboo Tango. Yep. Thanks for joining us. Stay Stay weird. weird.